All right, you're now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 225. We had Drew's bachelor party this weekend. We're going to tell you about all the debauchery that we did. We have Clippers and Lakers injury updates, ADs out, Norman Powell's out. It's just a mess. Breaking down the All-Star game, dunk contest, three-point contest, who's going to win them? And Pat Beverly shows up courtside at a Clipper game. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 225. How you feeling, Drew? Uh, I'm still in recovery mode, if I'm being honest. We had a busy weekend. We had we had the bachelor party weekend, which turned into the Super Bowl party at my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, brother, your brother got us enough alcohol to feed the whole oh NBA All-Star team, if needed. Totally. Uh, we had our friends, we had our Portland connection of Jeff Crompton and Commissioner Matt fly down. We had Max fly in from Detroit, a.k.a. The Gambler. We had our L.A. connect with Armand and and uh, who's my other guy? Nujan. Nujan. And then we had uh, Loie from, from San Diego come up. You had people come in, bro, to celebrate your bachelor party. And I think your brother who put it on did a great job, man. What do you think? Yeah, uh, it was fantastic. It, I thoroughly enjoyed the weekend to the point where I'm sick at this point. I, I am actually I have a cold because I did not sleep enough and I and I did not hydrate enough. Although I think as a group, we we hydrated well um, and nobody, including myself, got uh, like sick. There was none of that other than like uh, the recovery. I have a cold. Right. But nobody like nobody's throwing up. Nah. We were all handling our business, um, and we did it. We put a pretty nice dent in in the alcohol that my brother supplied for the group. Um, I think that picture that you posted kind of illustrated how how deep we had. Like we had we had we had rosters. We had rosters of alcohol. Popping. Like who ordered the Hennessy like that we didn't touch? <laughs> yeah, I still have the Hennessy. I had a whole bottle of Hennessy that was uh, completely unopened. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of options, and the house was awesome. Uh, tell so tell yeah, them about the crib. tell them about the crib. Oh well, so I mean the the outside of the crib was really was really the I think the coup de gras. You had uh, in the backyard full pool jacuzzi. They had a slide, like an actual water slide into the pool. Uh, we had a tiki bar in the back with a TV, which is where we got to watch the Clay Thompson destroy the Warriors after a, a pretty. Destroy the Lakers. Peppy game. Destroy oh, excuse the Lakers. me. Yeah, destroy the Lakers after a pretty peppy game from my Lakers. I thought for sure we'd get blown out by by twenty or something, but I was a close one. Thanks a lot, Clay. Um, and yeah, so the outside of the house was fucking awesome. Um, and then the inside was was just as good. Like we had we had arcade games, dog. Yeah. We had we had the, the biggest hit I think of the interior was the massage chair. Like not yeah. not not a standard massage chair. This was legit. Like you pay five dollars at an airport to, yeah. for this massage chair, <laughs> yeah. right? Definitely, definitely. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, is like I don't usually fit just from my size. I usually don't fit in massage chairs, but this one was like top level. 
and I was able to fit in there. And dog, that was that was really important, especially after golf, to get into that massage chair and, and the jacuzzi out in the back. Um, but yeah, man, we, we it was a blast. It was a blast. It went by too fast. I'll be honest with you. I wish we had an extra day or whatever, but um i don't i don't know if i my body would have been able to handle it i don't know if i'd be able to record if we had an extra day <laughs> well, what, what was funny first of all with the massage chair it's not just back and butt and neck this thing had no. the calf massage which was calf oh. and foot massage which was just amazing your yep. brother's your brother set up the bachelor party so you got to do all the things you love you got to play golf your pops came out uh i had lunch at your brother's restaurant yeah uh you got you had your fifa tournament at night we which i took down i was the champion of course you were and yep. uh we had we had the clippers beat dallas that night we got to watch and then we got to oh, watch man that was an epic game too yeah great game and then we got to watch uh you know golden state take out the lakers random i mean it was a good game but i just had a really great weekend the funny part was it was like i was asking everybody when i got there i'm like so what, what's what's the deal with super bowl tomorrow and Crompton's like, well, we were just planning to come to your house. I'm like, oh, oh, thanks. I didn't didn't really know that. So we carried over the Super Bowl to my crib. We we got your your, your favorite wing stop. Oh yeah. Um, we had a great game. It was just a really good weekend, man. I was glad to see everybody. And, and the Super Bowl uh, was awesome. What a great game that was. Great game. So yeah, it was it was a t- capped off a great weekend. And uh, yeah, it was. Shout out to all the all the fellows that rolled through. I really appreciated it. And uh, yeah, big, big shout out to my brother. That was that was fantastic. So we go from Super Bowl weekend. And before we get into my favorite weekend, which is All-Star weekend, we have a, a couple things we got to cover in that. I, I have to say something going off the last episode we just did. I have to I have to make a little apology to the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a quick one. I was talking about waving the white flag and. You know, they're just giving up on the season. They're I don't four- think you were wrong. I don't think you were wrong. I don't think I was wrong either, but they're 4-0 since the trades have gone down. Since CJ left, yeah. this this rinky-dink squad has put together four wins in a row, and I just wanted to say I apologize. Do I think they're going to go, you know, 26-0 and over the next 26 games? I don't think so. <laughs> but I just wanted to send my apologies out to our, you know, few Portland Trailblazers fans out there. Um, and Simons, big shout-out to Anthony Simons. He's turning into quite the player, man. He really is. I, I didn't see it last year at all. I mean, I saw the athleticism and whatnot, but the shooting was off and yeah. he's, his confidence is just looking, you know, off the charts right now. And again, I think when you get that opportunity to get your reps in and like you need scoring on that squad, it's just even justice Winslow is fitting in really well over there. Josh Hart's doing Josh Hart things. They're not an elite team by, by any means, but it makes you think like would a backcourt of Damian Lillard and Simon's work. Like, I don't, I don't know. What do you think? I think it would. I think mm-hmm. it would for sure. I mean, and I think that's what they're testing out, right? Like, let's let's give this kid the ball and let's see what happens. And he's doing it. I mean, that's just the thing. Like, it, uh, for him, it, it must be pretty freeing to be to 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 know that he is like they want him to shoot as many times as possible, um, and and they want the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter, uh, and he doesn't have to like be like, oh shit, I, I probably need to pass this to CJ or Dame. Uh, he's just rocking with it's it. green light and, uh, it's green light yeah. season for simons exactly and so i think for sure he's proving his worth and and i do think you know given his size he's a little bit i think maybe maybe a little bit taller than cj mm-hmm. um but i do think you know if they're if they're going to keep the roster as it is uh currently and they're going to keep dame for next year and like kind of reload i do think for sure they should give it a try with with dame and simons in the back uh, unfortunately, I think, you know, potentially it could be another very similar Dame and CJ look, right? Because I don't think Simons um, brings any like sort of defensive upgrade 
from CJ, right? So like it might be a, a very similar look to what, what they just traded away, uh, but certainly they'll have more space uh, now that CJ has gone um, to, to build and, and, and tinker. I just still think that, that the, they did wave the white flag by trading away everybody. And, uh, and, and I don't, I still don't think Damian Lillard's going to play this season. I think for sure. I mean, maybe at the end of the year, if he feels like he wants to get out there and play, but um, I, I think we called it correctly. I don't think they're going to be trying to, you know, muscle up for a playing spot. I mean, I think they're still in the 10 seed right they're, now. They're, they're a game and a half behind the Lakers in the 10 mm-hmm. seed. Lakers are in the ninth. They might fuck around and get in it. But at this point, like I'd, I'd be going for that draft pick. Right. Definitely. And, and you don't want to mess around getting get in the play-in tournament and Dame comes back who's not playing to lose at all, you know? Right. So who knows? I think I think maybe upper management was thinking, yo, let's put Josh Hart, Justice Winslow, Simons out there. We'll, we'll give it a good fight, but we're not going to win any games. And right. now they're showing that they're winning some games and they're going to get some rest here the next couple of days. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what goes on with them. A, a couple updates for for Clippers and Lakers. I want I want to start with your Lakers. Another mm. big blow the other night. Anthony Davis goes down with the ankle. It looked horrible when I saw it. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and again, this is I'm not joking right now. But Anthony Davis does go down a lot, and I wasn't even watching the game at the time. I was doing work on on the laptop, and a few uh, people hit me up in the DMs and was like, "Oh, damn! Did you see that?" And I said, "What?" And they're like, "AD." And I kind of wrote it off like, "Oh, did he fall again? Like he's on the ground? What?" And it was the ankle. And then I turned it on, saw it, saw the stretcher come out, take him off. And I'm like, fuck stretcher. That means it's a wrap wrap. And then it's like MRI shows that it's just an ankle sprain. And I'm like, okay. Um, yeah. But ankle sprains a, can be, can be worse than a worse, break. Worse than a break. If you have a real bad sprain. It can be worse than if you broke a, a bone in there, but I, which, you know, at this point it's six, one, one half a dozen, the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, so we're looking at, they're going to reevaluate him in four weeks, which puts you, I, what, what is that? 15 games. Uh, they say right now there, there would be about 12 games left in the season. If he, if he came back right, right from four weeks. Um, and I think there's only four home games out of the last like 12 or 13 games that we have of the season. So if he's back and we need to go on a run, uh, who knows, like, who knows what's going to happen. It's not going to be easy. No, because again, this is something that we brought up and a lot of people bring up the feet with the big man is a hard, is a hard thing. It's a hard thing to come back from AD. Look, I I think it was really tacky of a lot of people that were talking shit about Anthony Davis in the comments, like on Bleacher Report or on, I think it was the score or whatever. And people were just calling him, you know, always in street clothes, you know, which is, which is true, but like, it's not his fault. He's getting hurt. Maybe he's a little too heavy. Maybe he's got too much muscle up top, or it can just be really bad luck at this point, you know? Um, But and again, on the other side of the Clippers, you know, we got three games out of Norman Powell, who was averaging 18 points a game, looked like a great fit. And then he goes down with a fracture in his foot, which yeah. which sucks, you know, because I think that's going to be a wrap for him this season. Maybe I don't I don't think you come back for playoffs from a fracture in the foot. He's in a walking boot. Uh, he seems to be perfectly fine, but he was fitting in so perfectly. And then look, this happens and um, which is a blow to us. Now, you know, we've been playing pretty well. We've got. You know, we beat Golden State the other night, which was awesome. It was it yep. was pretty crazy because Steph, I think, had seven threes in the first 
quarter, first half, whatever the hell it was. But we we keep fighting, and then we almost beat Phoenix the following night. So if we, yeah. we were about to take down Golden State and Phoenix back, it was back to back games. But Reggie had a really bad game, zero for eight from threes. We had some bad turnovers at the end. We could have won that game. That game was Reggie. Reggie threw that terrible pass at the end to Luke on the wing, and that was pretty much it. It was like fifty seconds left, and you guys were on the break. And mm-hmm. then it was that turnover, and then it was then it was a wrap. It was it was Reggie second guessing himself for missing so many shots, and you could see he was like a little deflated after that. Like kind of just gave up. Like I damn, I just blow the game. But you know what? Reg, again, Reggie's won more games for us than lost, and uh, I thought we put up a really good fight. I thought you know the careless turnovers at the end, and the fact that we weren't shooting too well. But anyways, we've been playing pretty well. We're, we're fighting. We had a great win last night against uh houston which isn't a great win but i think we won by like 30 something luke had eight threes going into the all-star break you know he's going to be in the three-point contest uh eight threes which is a career high for him uh he's the third player in clipper history to have seven threes uh three times in a season paul george and there's one more i I forget who the other one is but anyways we're playing well i want to get your take really quick on this ad being out for 15 games though because i think this is going to be this is very very serious at this point because at this point is is when the the lakers need to start winning more ball games and it just seems like every time you might because you got to win against the jazz in that game which was a good win but then now we're looking at 12 to 15 games without possibly more without ad heading into like the, the latter part of the season yeah, I mean, I suppose this the thing about this is that this is not new, right? Like pretty much the whole season, we've been having to deal with LeBron and Anthony Davis being out at one point or another. Uh, it really unfortunate turn of the ankle, and that was a full turn of that ankle. So, I mean, four weeks seems pretty Hopeful. idealistic. Right. Yeah, idealistic, really. I mean, I don't think he'll be back in four weeks. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he avoided – some serious damage, but they called it a mid, a mid foot spring. And I don't know. I mean, dog, that was, that was rough. His ankle turned all the way over and it's, he just, I mean, this is, this is what it is for the Lakers, man. It's it, every time we seem to be like maybe making a run or getting ready to get into position to have everybody there, something happens. Um, and, and it literally has happened every single portion of this season. Um, and it's unfortunate. I, 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 this one in particular, there's, I have no blame on Anthony Davis. This is not his fault. Um, he made a play for the ball. And, and when he came down, that's just how it happened, uh, which sucks. And so, yeah, I think, you know, I, I suppose the good news about this is that the Lakers have had plenty of time to play without Anthony Davis. And we should slot right back into the lineup that we had without him, where LeBron will be playing more center. Um, I think that for sure is what we'll see again, uh, because it was working offensively pretty well um, when we had that lineup with LeBron at center, super small ball. Uh, but for the beginning, the first half of the season, I had a lot of hope and I was trying to be optimistic. And then right around a couple of weeks ago, it's just like, OK, I, I think we know what this is now. We know what this is. Russ is Russ and it's just not clicking. It's not working. Um, but you're right, dude, like the fact that we were able to win LeBron took over the game against Utah in the third and the fourth quarter. And then Austin Reeves hit another huge shot. Um, so dude, I just think this is going to be what it is for the rest of the season. And we're just going to, we have to grind out everything. And I don't expect us to win many games the way that we won against the jazz. I just don't, I don't see that happening. Um, we're, we're a few games under 500. 
I still think we'll pick off wins here and there because of how good LeBron has been playing this entire season. Um, but I just don't have any hope that we're going to move up, up the ladder. I think for sure, especially now, uh, we're, we're going to be, you know, crossing our fingers to make that, you know, eight, nine, 10 seed. And I think there's, there's a real chance that we fall out of that based on, you know, the, the Blazers playing well. And, um, you know, the Pelicans are getting pretty chippy CJ almost had 40 last night. He's thriving, uh, thriving right yeah. now. Yeah. So I, you know, uh, I think there is a real chance that the back end of the season becomes really tough and we might actually miss the plan. Uh, that's a real thing. So I don't know, you know, as far as like, what, what do we do? I mean, I joked around on the last one and said, maybe we should just rest LeBron James and Anthony Davis and let everybody play. And let's see what, let's see what we can get out of Russ and see if we can put some shit together. Of course we didn't do that. And now Anthony Davis is, is injured, um, which, you know, it just sucks, man. I, this is one of the most frustrating seasons that I can remember in recent Lakers history. I mean, we had that nice run of, not nice. It's a, you know, I say that jokingly, that terrible run of missing the playoffs for seven seasons. Um, that, that is still very recent in my memory, but going back to then, uh, this season has definitely been more frustrating than those because really on those teams, we didn't, we didn't think we were going to make the playoffs. We didn't have LeBron James and Anthony Davis caliber players. Uh, so this is, this is real tough. It's a tough pill for everyone to swallow. Um, there is, you know, some people are saying there's hope on the buyout market, like Dragic just got bought out and maybe he'll be a Laker. But when you're a free agent like Dragic is and you look around the league and there's probably a few teams with their hands up saying, hey, yeah, we'd love to have you. Why would you go? I think I'm good. I'll go to the nine seed Lakers right. uh, for a min and then not go into the postseason with any real, you know, chances of winning. Anything. Right. Like if, if I don't if, think. If Philly and Milwaukee put their hands up, he's going to be yeah. like, yeah, I would like to go there. Or Denver, like or Denver, Denver even, right. Dallas, like any any of those teams. <laughs> like, why would he choose to – or anybody for that matter, not just Drogic, but like mm -hmm. literally any player on the buyout market other than wanting to live in Los Angeles. Outside of that, there, there would be no reason for a buyout guy to be like, yeah, let's let's go do this. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what Palinka and LeBron can pull off. Uh, and we'll see who else is available in, in the buyout market um, in the coming weeks. But it's just, yeah, I think at this point we've kind of reached, I think we've passed the point for the Lakers to turn it around. I do. I think that that moment has passed us with this Anthony Davis injury. I think though, like I was listening to Nick Wright speak and I do like about 65% of the things Nick Wright says um, he's very, very well-spoken and thought out in his thoughts. And he's obviously a big LeBron homer, but I do think that, uh, you know, Laker fans and LeBron fans in general, there, there still is this thing in the back of your head where it's like, all right, if we can just get to the playoffs with whether it's, whether it's playing or, you know, whatever it is. And we have AD and, and Russ and LeBron, like we still have this opportunity to win a championship. And in my eyes right now, I just think nothing has gone right this this far that I don't think there's going to be that opportunity. If they are in the play-in, I do think that they're going to be able to to maybe get out of there. But are they better than you know than a Phoenix or a, a Golden State at this point? Like no, there's just there's no question about that. Yeah, I think you're you're spot on. Like even if we get out of the play-in, we we immediately are looking at Phoenix or Golden State. Mm -hmm. And both of those teams are way better than, than we are. So even if there is like that fun little moment where we're like, oh, cool, we just beat 
uh, you know, we beat the Clippers or we beat, you know, whoever it is that we end up facing the Blazers or whatever. Uh, the next thing is like, all right, great. Let's fly to Phoenix <laughs> and take on the team that's, you know, that, that is, beat us last year, right? That beat us last year, that went to the finals last year. That's been the best team all season long, pretty much <laughs> the, the entire year this year. Um, I just don't see that happening. Like, and, and, and then getting out of the first round is I just, I, even if we get there, I don't, <laughs> there's no way. I mean, but again, this in theory, by that time, Anthony Davis should be back. And so, yes, of course, I am a fan of the Lakers. So, of course, in the back of my head, I'm going, well, who knows? Maybe maybe we can put something together. Right. Uh, but it just – every time I've had that thought this season, something like the Anthony Davis injury happens. Mm. Um, and it just doesn't seem to, to end <laughs> for us. Right. I kind of feel the same way you do, but I'm way more optimistic about the opportunity as far as the Clippers playing in the plan. Like I want to see if we don't have Paul George, we're going to find out next week. And for we, we heard this week, you know, the, the, the press came out and said, if, if Paul George's MRI is clear, he, he will have two weeks of, you know, getting the legs back under him and he'll be back playing for the Clippers, which is very optimistic. And like that, I think will be great going in at the end of the season. We still don't know anything about Kawhi. Literally nobody knows anything. Nobody's saying anything. Nobody's talking <laughs> about it. Part of the course with Kawhi. It, for Kawhi and well, Kawhi and the Clippers, right? Like they're not yeah. saying a damn thing. So there might like there's this hopeful piece of me that's like, okay. Paul George might come back at the, in mid-March, you know, and then there, we might have this thing where, shit, Kawhi's going to give it a run, and then there's going to be this whole new thing of uh, being optimistic about, holy shit, we can compete for a championship. I'm on the other end of it. I think, and this is for the Clipper fans listening, I don't think Paul George is going to play this season, but I'd be optimistic to get into the play-in, win a play-in series. If we lose in the first round of the playoffs, then it is what it is. Like, we're, we're going to come back next year and be and – be, completely fine so both of us are in kind of the same situation I'm just a little more optimistic and it's more it's definitely more fun to watch the Clippers play than it is the Lakers right now if you're a basketball fan so um, a few more things happened this week Drew Uh, Harden and and Simmons both went to their new teams Ben Simmons I saw hit like 25 three-pointers in a row which is (laughs) I think it was three I think he hit like three in a row no there was a different there was a different clip maybe they were just put it on repeat on loop oh yeah maybe make it look like he was doing that Harden was trying to teach uh Embiid the four-step hop back which Embiid got called for a travel right away when he tried to pull that out the other night but it looks like we found out the reason why supposedly that James Harden wanted out of yet another team uh because of supposedly Kyrie yeah, this was this was the fun part about the the like the the revelations of the discussions, right? There was a lot of reporting on the conversations between Daryl Morey and Sean Marks, the the two GMs for Philly and and Brooklyn. Don't hang um, up. Yeah, <laughs> stay on the fucking phone is what Daryl Morey up. said. Um, and and so all the news surrounding like the the parameters of the deal and you know how how much of a a haul the Nets got in return and something that I think that we kind of didn't touch on in the last podcast is the Drummond factor uh before we get into the Kyrie Harden thing the, the fact that the Nets were able to get Drummond something that I alluded to in, in a previous podcast was really important because now they have LaMarcus and they have Drummond so they can compete with the bigs in the east if they're going to try and make a move and get get all the way to the finals this year so very important there Seth Curry has been impressive in his first couple games for the Nets 
Uh, it does appear that Ben Simmons, while he hasn't played yet, might be and should be ready, fucking A, by the time the All-Star break is over. Um, and we got Ben 10, right? His number is 10, and everyone's calling him Ben 10, and they think it's cool. I don't like I don't that I don't like it either. It seems like a very lazy nickname. Right? We have a lot of other possibilities here. But the revelation that, that you alluded to that was the most important aspect is the, the breakdown of the relationship between James Harden and Kyrie Irving. And it really stems from, according to reports, these one-on-one -on -one games that they would have at practice. They would play one-on-one -on -one all the time. And Kyrie apparently was giving it to James Harden. Cooking. Pretty regularly, pretty regularly was beating him one on one. And, and, and that includes Kyrie not being able to play. Uh, all of this was happening as he was starting to ramp up and, and join the team for uh, away games. But during practice, Kyrie, apparently one in particular day was giving it to James pretty good and letting him know about it, kind of talking some shit. And then apparently James and Kyrie had to be separated after that specific instance uh, a few weeks back and from there the the relationship deteriorated completely it sounds like they they were no longer playing one-on-one -on -one. sounds like they James Harden was no longer excited to be on the Brooklyn Nets and that they were no longer friends even if they may have may not have been friends to begin with there was certainly no friendship uh, created out of uh, you know those those moments in practice and to me the first thing I said uh, you happen to post this on our clips and drew page on IG and the first, my first reaction was, this is this is Kyrie being Mamba, being being Michael Jordan out here and demoralizing his teammates to the point of making them want to leave the team. And I got to tell you something, Clips. I Kyrie does these things, and it makes me like him again. Like I am so happy that he is destroying James Harden in practice to the point of making him want to leave. It makes to me, it makes all the sense in the world now why James Harden would want to get out because Kyrie is just dominating him. And so James Harden's not, he's not, we all know he's not as good as Kevin Durant, but we all thought he probably would be better than, than Kyrie. Turns out he's not. And he was the third peg of the puzzle and he just wanted to be, he's out. I'm, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to Philly, did, get me the fuck out of here. When did we get so sensitive though? These are the top notch athletes in the world. And I called him hurt no, feelings Harden. My, I think my, it, this is my point though, is like Kyrie, Kyrie's not sensitive. James Harden is sensitive. Definitely. If those reports are true, which I'm I think they are, you know, why, why would somebody, I mean, yeah, I know we get, it came from a pretty valuable source from the inside the Nets organization. Right. And I also heard that Harden didn't like Sage being burned in the locker room, which is another, which, you know, a lot of people might not like that, but like, come on, James, like, are we that sensitive? Like you, where's the competitive spirit? I would want one. I like, I would want my, my point guard to give me the business every day. You go to play basketball to compete against the best players in the world, right? It's one thing for Michael Jordan to be giving it to Scott Burrell every single day in practice. Right. But yeah. if I'm James Harden, I'm like, I'm not going to let this little cat beat me every time. Right. And I'm sure James Harden got a couple of them. I'm not saying that, that James Harden didn't get any of those one-on-one -on -one games, but from all intents and purposes, we all know Kyrie's probably one of the best one-on-one -on -one players. Like, in the NBA. So if anything, it would be like, if I'm James, I'm stepping back. Like, yo, this little dude can cook. Like this guy's the real deal. Like, let me give the him, let me give him the rock and see what happens. No, but instead I'm going to force myself out one more time. I want to go to another team that I, I, I I'm choosing to go to. And it's, it's just, it's a shame, dude. And again, 
I think we both think the Nets came out great on this, depending on what Ben Simmons we get. I think Ben Simmons is in the perfect position right now to play the Draymond role for them. No pressure in having to hit threes or anything. Play your game. I want you to play defense, attack the rim, pass. You're you're an elite passer. Rebound. That's all we need you to do. KD, Seth, and and Patty, and all these other guys. Cam Thomas is coming on. Cam Thomas had a huge game the other night. Um, I think he's going to feel way more comfortable. Now, do I think he's going to be comfortable when they play March 10th in Philly? I don't. I think he doesn't play that game. I don't think he shows up that that night. I think it's going to be a, a different thing. But look, we still have yet to see. We saw we saw Philly get get waxed by 50 the other night. The first night yeah. it was like 45, something like that. But it's going to take time for both of these teams to adjust. It's going to take time for Embiid to learn how to, it was funny in that Embiid and and Harden practice, it looked like Embiid had been waiting to talk to James and ask him how to do this move, which goes to show me that he really doesn't have a relationship with James, you know, or they're, they're not like homies like LeBron is with everybody else. So, or they haven't talked at all-star games or anything like that. Cause that would be one of the first questions I'd ask. And the funny thing was, was Embiid tried it the first night. Right. Yes. And it was a blatant. He did it so wrong. Right. So, so wrong. But if he gets that in his bag, who knows? Um, but now we're, we're in another situation where um, Harden's on yet another team. We brought up on the last pod that like, if this doesn't work out, what the hell is next? What's going to happen when, when Harden and Embiid play one-on-one in practice and Embiid starts cooking him? Are you going to get your feelings hurt again? And then say you want to go somewhere else. It's, it's, it's something that's been happening with him his whole career. And yes, he is an elite player. One of the greatest scorers we've, we've ever seen, but look, man, it's, it's put up or shut up right now. You need to at least get to the champ to the, to the finals this year, or this is a complete failure. Well, yeah. And then we still haven't seen Harden in a Jersey yet. Right. So like, I mean, that's the, still the big picture to me, even though yes, the, the, the Sixers got waxed that one game, but then last night they had a really good game against uh, the bucks mm-hmm. and Embiid showed out in that one. Uh, as did Giannis, but that, and that was a really fun game, really good game. But the fact that the, the the Sixers without Harden and without you know still without Ben Simmons, but you know w- without Seth Curry, without Drummond, um, you know having a minimal roster in comparison to what they could look like, still be able to to lean on Embiid and get out of that game with a win was really important uh, for the Sixers. But I do think. Uh, like I said uh, on the last one, it's going to be an adjustment period for Embiid and for Harden. Hopefully the adjustment is not that big for Embiid because he is, I think, outside of Jokic, again, the same thing as last year, those two guys are the MVP for me right now because of how dominant they both have been when they've been on the floor. Uh, So I do, I hope it's an adjustment period for Harden more than it is for Embiid for the success of this team. Um, but until that happens, until we get to see it, it's really hard to evaluate what, how long it'll take for them to like click, um, and how good it can look. Um, but certainly both the Nets and the Sixers are going to be exciting watches. But again, while, while Ben Simmons might be playing after the all-star break, potentially, uh, it will be a while longer before Kevin Durant is back. And I think that piece for the Nets, it's going to take them a lot longer to look the way that I think they could than the, than the Sixers. I think the Sixers could really start, you know, picking it up pretty soon. But who knows, man? I mean, we saw how, how uh, 
long it took James Harden to recover from the hamstring injury, which he's now dealing with again. Um, so you have to assume that that Daryl and uh, the front office and, and Doc and all those guys have a pretty good handle on his hamstring injury. And they have to, if they're going to make a trade for the guy, you have to assume that they, they have the faith that he'll be back soon um, and, and out on the floor soon, or else I don't know why you would make the move. But I, I still think overall, the fact that Daryl Morey was able to wait this shit out to the point where he got James Harden, the guy that he really wanted for in the beginning last year, after all of this shit where we thought he was going to be taking somebody from the Pacers or the Kings or, or CJ McCollum, like I, it's still such a huge win for the Sixers in that regard. Um, and I'm excited to see what these guys can do. I just can't wait for James and Ben and Kevin Durant and all these guys to get on the fucking court so we can watch it. I want to see it. Right. I agree. Uh, All-Star weekend, Drew. It's that time. It's my favorite time of the year. We had, uh, I got to watch the Rising Stars practice today. The Rising Stars game is tonight. It was kind of funny because a lot of people played last night and then, then all of a sudden they're in Cleveland practicing in the morning. Yeah. Anthony Edwards showed up in like pajama pants and a flip phone uh, just there like fucking around and LaMelo and Bones Highland that they played a knockout game where LaMelo won. I think it's going to be a really fun game tonight. These guys are obviously going to put on a show. It's not yeah, the different, mo- different format too, for the first, uh, for the first time they're trying this new format with the rising stars. Yeah. It's a, you got to win two games, right? Yeah. They had, they have four teams mm-hmm. instead of like the two teams that they used to be having. So uh, I think there was like four hall of famers that got to pick their squads. Right, like the coaches, like Rick Barry, your guy, one of, is one of them, and these guys got to draft the same Gary way. That, yeah, the same way that LeBron and KD got to draft mm-hmm. their rosters. These four former players got to draft their rising stars squads. So we're gonna get uh, a fun new format, which I think will be exciting, and we we'll actually should get more action out of it because the games will be happening pretty quickly. Um, I think it, I think this could be maybe potentially the most fun version of the Rising Stars that we've seen because but like typically this game ends up like 160 to 157 mm-hmm. and, and even even less defense uh played in the All-Star game is what we typically see out of this one. So I still think that LaMelo um that bet that Shaq put down 100k I still think that's definitely going It's to happening. Happen. There's no po- there's no point not to do is that, he, right? Well so he's an all-star now. I guess we didn't we didn't talk about that. LaMelo is now in, Jared mm-hmm. Allen is now in, mm-hmm. uh DeJounte Murray in uh and we you know with Harden and CP CP is now injured with his hand. So there might be two more guys coming into the all-star game that have to be boarding a flight right now. Um, so I, do you think is LaMelo supposed to be playing in both? He's going to yeah, be in the rising stars and the all-star. Yeah. He'll play in both. Oh, nice. All right, yeah, cool. Then he'll definitely have many opportunities to launch a half quarter. So yeah, I think, I think that'll happen. I don't know if the hundred K was for the all-star game or for the right. If it's for the rising stars, that's happening no matter what. But all-star game is going to be a different – that's a different beast right there. And I think – whatever, they, they're going to give him the green light. It's LaMelo. Do whatever the hell you want, you know? Yeah, it'll be great for social media. I agree. <laughs> um, I kind of want to make our picks really quick. Uh, yeah. In my, in my opinion, I mean, LeBron drafted so well. This LeBron starting five. So, Well, can I just say – I think it's more Kevin Durant not drafting well than it is LeBron drafting well. KD does not know how to do this. He was so uninterested in being there as well. Like, can he just not be a dick once? Can you just be happy for once? You know, like, he was kind of a dick. He cracked a smile on the Charles Barkley joke about Harden, right, which was yeah. hilarious. Very funny. No, he's playing. He's healthy, right? LeBron was cracking up. 
KD finally cracked a smile. KD did not pick James at all, was avoiding that whole situation. So that to me shows me that there's there's definitely a disconnect there with Harden and and KD because Again, we talk about Kyrie and Harden a lot. KD's the one that made this wanted to go there to play with, you know, Kyrie and and the, he wanted James Harden there and now everything's kind of falling apart. So and he's hurt, he's upset, he's not playing in the All-Star game. But can you just be happy? Like for just for once, man, can you crack a smile? You have so many fans in the world that just want to, you know, Ernie, how are you going to diss Ernie? Hey, how are you coming along with the injury? Nope, don't want to talk about it. Okay, bro. Sorry. Yeah. And, I know. Sorry. Can you just say, Hey, it's coming along fine. That would have been a perfect answer. Yeah. Right. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. Trying my best. No, Doing the gotta, rehab. You got to be captain sensitive and be upset at everybody. Whatever. Jesus, so starters for LeBron who just, who's great at picking. This is just, he he's perfect at this. Giannis, Steph, DeMar, LeBron and Jokic. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> right. And then Durant starters. Kevin Durant, who's not playing, so it'll be maybe, I don't know, Lamelo or Book Lamelo or or Booker, maybe. Shit, I don't know. So it's Kevin Durant, insert whoever you want. Joel, Ja, Jason Tatum, Wiggins, and Trey Young. Okay, that's that's cool. It ain't LeBron's squad, bro. Yep. Uh, LeBron's reserves: Jared Allen, who's replacing James Harden. Uh, Jimmy Buckets got Luca as a reserve. Yep. Darius Garden, Garland, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, who will be replaced, and Fred Van Vliet. That's that's LeBron. And then KD has Lamelo, Booker, Rudy, who he chose over James Harden, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Zach, Chris Middleton, Dejounte Murray. Shout out for, to to Dejounte for making the squad. You deserve it. Carl Anthony Towns and Draymond Green, who will not be playing in that as well. So right off the bat, we don't even need to get into it. It's Team LeBron, right? Has the better squad, hands down. Not even close. And I think the only thing that that would that would change this from being a complete blowout is the lack of effort that comes along with the all-star game. The only reason that I think like that K- team KD has a chance is because they got jaw and jaw might want to actually try and win MVP. And he yeah, but LeBron wanna... has Giannis and LeBron said right. the hardest paying player in all-star history is Giannis. And, and, he, and he has Luca who always wants to put on a show. Uh-huh. So, uh, and Jokic, I, I, I mean, it's not close. If this game was a serious game and we were having like a playoff kind of atmosphere for the, the all-star team, I think this would be a 30 point win for team LeBron. And I, and I think maybe nine out of 10 games team LeBron wins. So, no. uh, I don't know what the NBA should do about this because the, they're turn they're trying to turn this into a spectacle, right? Like the draft, but having Kevin Durant do what he did on that, it just kind of ruins it. It just he clearly did not give a fuck <laughs> about being there or drafting. Like he just kind of seems like he just picked the guys that, that he that he likes or whatever. I don't know, dude. But Giannis it, was it, so much better at it. Giannis was so much better last year. At correct. It. Get somebody that wants, or even like, or or delegate, dude. Delegate it well, if you don't want to do also, it. So if you're not going to play, if you're not going to play, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to draft. Agreed. And that's the if you're not going to be involved in the, in the All Star game, we'll just drop down to whoever finished in second in the fan vote, and that mm-hmm. player who will be playing will be the one that drafts, which would be Embiid, and Embiid would be the guy that would make this fun, bro. It would be a great television show with LeBron and Embiid going back. Agreed, and he'd forth. be like, "I'd like to take Jason Tatum. Uh, he's my <laughs> got my favorite step back. Andrew Wiggins. Uh, yeah, maybe Ice Tray. I'll take Ice Tray. He would be great, but he would troll." <laughs> I got my I got my Embiid voice down perfectly. It's looking, yeah, it sounded pretty good. 
Um, I just, it, it was such poor television too. LeBron was great. You turn on a camera, LeBron's great anytime, you know? Um, but it was just, it was a little disheartening to me. And I, I didn't like the jab he threw it at, at Ernie. You could have even been a little, you could have said, Hey, Ernie, you know, I'm really don't want to talk about that right now. Focused on the draft rehab's going. Okay. And then you move forward. Right. Right. Anyways, I didn't like that. What, what I do like is we do have an interesting three point contest, Drew. Yeah. Well, first, first of all, back, back to the game, uh, call your MVP. Cause you all already know that I called preseason all-star game. MVP was going to be John ja Morant. I said it, it's on tape. Uh, who do you, who do you have uh, drew for winning all-star game MVP? I think preseason, I think I chose Luca. Um, I think, but, okay. but in the back of both of our minds, I believe we still probably think it'll be Giannis because he tries so hard and he, he's the only one that rebounds on the offensive end. So he just, he'll get, you know, five, six, seven offensive rebounds that are just dunks. Cause no one, no one's trying to contend. So I think for that reason, it's hard to pick against Giannis. Uh, That's true. And, and I think I will choose Giannis as the MVP. Well, and I guarantee you, he's gonna he's going to try his best in the skills challenge too. You don't think he wants to win that? Yep. Like that? That's the dude I want to see in the skills challenge. All right. So three point contest. We got some shooters in this, Drew. We got CJ Trey, Zach, who's not going to be in it, so somebody else is going to have to step in. Maybe maybe Lamelo will step in for him. Maybe Lamelo will just do every single competition in this whole thing. Um, CJ, Trey, Zach, Desmond Bain, Kat, Fred Van Vliet, uh, my boy, Luke Kennard and Patty, Patty, Patty cakes. Is Seth in there? No, maybe. No, I, I, no, he's not. Unless he, unless he took over Zach's spot, which okay. maybe, he, maybe he did. I guess we, I should have looked that up before the show. Um, you guys obviously know who I'm going for. I'm going for the hometown kid. My guy, Luke Kennard, who was practicing, uh, yesterday in practice with the uh, with the ball rack set up, uh, he did really really well. The one thing he said was this really tiring, right? Yeah. I think he, I think he's got the perfect release for it. If you guys look at the post I did on, I think both my page and clips and Drew page, Reggie just making fun. Reggie just making fun of of Luke Kennard's stroke yes. in the background, but it's a quick perfect stroke for um, for uh, for Luke and how he shoots the rock. I think he has a good chance of winning this as well. Um, Trey could be a close second. Patty Mills could be interesting, but who do you think, Drew? Who you got? I think Cat uh, wants to be the best three-point shooter so bad mm-hmm. that he's going to be trying his best to win it. Desmond could surprise some people, but who who do you got at least in the finals? I uh, I mean I think I think I will probably be rooting for Luke Kennard as well. Yeah, there we go. I like Luke. Um, I don't know if he'll win because he's the only lefty in this lineup. Um, and it, and the racks are all typically set up for righties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that can be an issue as a lefty goes around as compared to like everybody else is going the you know, having, having their, the rack be set up so that they can grab the ball from, from the right side. So I, hopefully he addresses that and they, they give him that stuff, but if they don't, that'll be difficult and it'll, prolong it'll take more time for him to finish Mm -hmm. correct um honestly the way that cj mccollum has been playing it's i mean he's probably out of the list of players the hottest player right now he's probably the hottest as far as just like buckets like trey's been doing amazing no no doubt there um you know with with uh you know we don't have zach levine but like both zach and desmond bain jump 
pretty high on their on their jumper and i never i never tend to pick true jump shooters like that because they get exhausted by the end of the end of the rack especially when they have to go multiple rounds uh so i do think it'll be cj trey fred those are probably in my one of those three i think will win but i will be rooting for luke Kennard. perfect and for those that don't know luke Kennard is a ohio boy he's playing at home hopefully he'll have some fans there but I would like him to bring it, bring it home. He's been great for us. Had eight threes last night. Um, I would love. It's just being represented in the All Star game for a Clipper fan is a good thing. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Um, obviously, the dunk contest. So this one I think is going to be uh, Jalen Green. We have a few people in it. Who do we got? We have um, Cole Anthony, mm, Cole Anthony, Toscano Anderson, Obi Top, and Jalen Green. And Jalen Green, just to let everybody know, they're doing something special with him on Top Shot right now. I think they're doing, they're going to be making his dunks. They're pair, they're pairing up with him. Um, I think they're going to announce it today, or to, or if it hasn't been announced already. But they've been leaking some some uh, I don't know little tidbits about Jalen Green and his dunks being um, Top Shotted, which should be interesting. He was practicing this morning. I didn't see anything like super special. I just think he has the most bounce of it out of everybody. And if yeah. he can get creative, I'm, we don't know what, what Juan Toscano is going to be doing because we don't see him dunk much. And, and Cole Anthony, I have no idea. But if I'm taking a winner, I'm taking Jalen Green. I always like picking the smallest guy if, if I know that they have legitimate hops and they can do it. And so for me, I'm going to pick Cole Anthony. I, was, I, I brought it up, I believe – on the last podcast, I was shocked to see him dunk from the free throw line. Uh, if he pulls that out and he dunks from the free throw line at his size, uh, it, they got to shut it down. Like that's, there's no, there's that's nothing impressive. else. I think the thing for me is like with J- with Jalen green, with guys that are that springy that may not have a game plan. It's about missing dunks. And every time you miss a dunk, like half a point goes off in my brain, at least as a judge. I don't know about the actual judges. They 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 kind of go off whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, please tell me. Please tell me Dwayne Wade is not a judge this year. Oh my god! Please, please get him out of there. Let's get him off. Let's get him off that. Um, I I think Cole Anthony is is who I'm going to pick. If Jalen Green doesn't miss dunks, he definitely has the highest upside here. He's the he, I think out of everybody, he's the most explosive. I think he can do more in the air than anybody else on this list. Uh, I think for sure. If he if he's throwing him down in the first or second try, I it, it's going to be hard to pick against him. But I'm my guy, Cole Anthony. That's what I'm going with. That's what's up. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And again, I wonder if there's prize picks. If we're going to have picks for like dunk contests and stuff on the app. If there are, it'd be fun to place a couple wagers because my Super Bowl got really messed up. Yeah. My ob my obj I needed him at sixty two and a half. He got he was at fifty seven <laughs> before he got hurt. I, I, and then we who's that? We needed a, a, a Samaji Samaji Pirine. We needed two and a half yards, right? We needed Samaji for Samaji Pirine for two and a half yards. He got two carries and zero yards. That fucker. And we thought that that was our that was our go to. Like, yo, we got this. That one ha- crushed. That one crushed the, the 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 mutual bet that we had. But I I actually won. I, I won the other bet that I placed, which was nice. Or the other pick that I placed, rather. I had uh, Stafford or Burrow. No, no, no. Sta- see, Stafford Stafford hit, and then Pirine didn't hit. That's right. And then. Um, one of the other players didn't hit on that bet, but on that pick. But my second pick, I had uh, the Cincy field goal kicker. I had a sack from uh, Leonard Floyd, and I think I had a touchdown for Joe Mixon, and that one hit. So that I actually ended up 
uh, with a plus out, out of the end of the Super Bowl. Which I is took nice. an L. Prize picks, I've been taking L's left and right. Hopefully there's something I can bet on for the All-Star game. Um, besides Rising Stars tonight, which is going to be cool, if you guys don't know, Bleacher Report is taking a, a page out of the Versus Bible. If you guys don't watch Versus, it's awesome, where they have take mm-hmm. musical artists and they, they perform their best songs against each other. Obviously, my favorite was 3-6 Mafia versus Bone Thugs and Harmony. I was all up in that. 3-6 Mafia is my favorite rap group of all time. I grew up on Bone Thugs and Harmony. That was like my first album I ever got, Naughty by Nature and, and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Anyway, so Bleacher Report is doing a versus battle, AI versus T-Mac. Uh, with their top 10 highlights. So they both get to choose their top 10 best highlights that they choose um, and they battle. And I guess we're going to do a vote. We're going to vote for it. The cool thing about it is just like in versus the music version, they do like three or four days prior to the actual verses. It's like them talking shit to each other, right? Like yeah. Shaq, Shaq got on uh, AI's phone the other night, stole his phone and did, you know, talk to AI's followers about, uh, about his, his, mo- his, uh, I keep saying moments cause I'm so used to top shot, but his highlights and thinking back about it, like, look, T-Mac is so iconic. Uh, AI is so iconic. They both have so many great highlights, but I think it's, because of that word iconic, like AI just has more of those. Look, his there has to be three moments where it's okay. You have this the walkover, the step over Ty Lu, right? Yep. Iconic. Uh, you have the the double cross on Antonio Daniels, which is iconic. I've never seen anybody fall twice on the mm-hmm. same play, which is just re- ridiculous. I hope he has um the dunk on Marcus Camby is rookie year where we're like, holy shit, this guy can actually dunk like, <laughs> like really dunk. It's pretty wild. Um, and then, and then what else did I have? Oh yeah. Then Michael Jordan crossover. Like you crossed yeah. up Michael Jordan that, that already like levels out everything T-Mac did. Now T-Mac had the dunk on Sean Bradley. Awesome. He had the 13 points and 35 seconds against San Antonio, which was amazing. And he had some bang outs that were crazy, but nothing, in my opinion, on the level of AI and just the the cultural impact that AI had on on a whole generation, even the, our our generation is just going. And T Mac did too, to an extent. We all think about like what could have been with T Mac. We always hear the stories about Kobe talking about like, "Yo, T Mac was the guy. This was mm-hmm. the dude that I had the most issues with." Right, and then it later turned into Kevin Durant towards the latter part of Kobe's career. But T Mac was that guy. Um, but I, I got AI in this hands down, and I hope they I hope they do more of this. I, I really do. I hope like every Friday, like yo, I want to see Hornacek versus Ainge. Who's got the better moments? You know <laughs> what I mean? Which would be cool. But who are you taking in this? Well, I think this comes down to like, will people? Because it's a it's like a vote based thing, right? Like who wins? It's yes, a, yeah. Will people vote more for crossovers, or will they vote more for dunks? If you're voting for dunks, it's going to be T-Mac because he's got highlight level dunks. Remember the off the backboard? He did yeah. the off the backboard to All-Star himself. Game. No, but he also did it in a in, in an Orlando game. Magic game. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think there's there's a lot of fun highlights for T-Mac over the years. I think it's a great one, too. I mean, it's tough for anyone to go up against Allen Iverson. Don't you, know? you think it would have been better if they went AI versus, versus Stefan Marbury? Like then, like as far as if we're doing crosses, I think T-Mac might not have been the perfect person to go against. Right. Maybe they do it more like position based mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in the next round or whatever with the next iteration of this. Uh, but I like it. I think it's fun. I think it's yeah. for sure going to be a lot of fun. T-Mac was crazy good. I, I mean, that is the one like 
you know, it, it, he, he had some rough injuries and it's, it wasn't as bad as Grant Hill, but it's on the similar level as Grant Hill, like where all this potential and all of these things that could have been in line for T-Mac and Grant Hill, the injuries really, you know, knocked them off the pegs, but T-Mac dude, I mean, Toronto and Orlando and even in Houston, it was, was unbelievable. I mean, for his size, uh, we see a lot more of like T-Mac quote unquote T-Mac in the NBA now. And I think he was for, for whatever he was, six, nine was one of those first like big guys who was definitely a guard. Um, it's the first Kevin Durant. Yeah. I would say he's the first Kevin Durant. I always thought that he was like uh, the first LeBron James before LeBron James. Like they were, they're like the same size. <laughs> yeah. But that's true. But T-Mac had better handles than LeBron. Way better handles than mm. LeBron. LeBron's a better passer, uh, mm. but you know, T-Mac better shooter than LeBron. Um, I just think, I God, that guy could have been so good if he was ever on a team that was able to figure it out. They definitely could have had a run. And he had some good moments, like I said, in his career, but nothing that that I think he could have reached if he didn't have those nagging injuries. I agree, though. I think most people will vote for Allen Iverson because it's Allen Iverson. Mm -hmm. um, even though the thing about AI is that his memories lasted longer. They stayed fresher in our heads than T-Mac did. So especially for like the younger generation who wasn't alive to watch either of them play, they will know Allen Iverson more than they know Tracy McGrady. I agree. And then it's, I think the hard part is, is like, how do you take a 10, 12, 13 year career and put it into 10 highlights, you know, from guys that, that they were a highlight every single night. Right. But yeah. that's, if you're going to like, if I know for a fact, the three I mentioned for both of these guys is exactly what will be on their list. Cause those are the three most popular plays that they had. But if we're talking about history and whatnot, Allen Iverson's got it. I mean, the crossover on Mike will probably go down to most people's like top 10 highlight of all time, for whatever reason it is, you crossed up Mike, you hit a jumper as a, as a, as a rookie, right. Mm -hmm. Which is, which is awesome. But that also that move right there brought into the new generation of basketball, the crossover that every one of us, that's what we tried to do. It wasn't the Tim Hardaway, UTEP two-step in, in and out crossover. Now it's like, we're going to let the rock hang here, rock the baby to sleep a little bit. And, and he caught MJ, which was pretty crazy. So I definitely have AI on it, but then T-Mac was saying on, on, on whatever show he's on, which one is he on now? He's on NBA TV. He's on, he's a lot of places. I think he's on TNT and NBA TV. I think that's he's, where he goes. He's on a lot of them. And he, he was just saying like, it's, it's, you know, the fun part is bringing your, your close friends and like coming up with my 10 best moments. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was really interesting. AI came out with the video because uh, T-Mac's talking a little shit. That's kind of what, what I was bringing up with. I think a lot of the shit talking's fake, you know, just sure. to bring more eyes to watch this. I'm sure AI and T-Mac both have mad respect for each other yeah. and, and whatnot. So I think they're just trying to make, you know, the fake beef real, but AI came out today and said, look, I ain't talking shit to anybody where well, I'm going to play my shit and you guys are going to vote. Like I got nothing to say to anybody. Cause I, <laughs> I think he knows what the outcome is going to be with that. Uh -huh. So going I off, I think T-Mac would win one-on-one. -on -one. I'll just say that. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's 10 inches taller than AI. It'd be tough. Well, so is James Harden on, on Kyrie, right? Yeah, I guess exactly. uh, whatever. that's a whole different story. Uh, I want to bring something up really quick. Uh, before we do final thoughts, Adam Sandler finally came out with the trailer to his flick today, Hustle. And um, first of all, Adam Sandler is supposed to be on our show. We've we've guaranteed Adam Sandler, and he's not on our show yet. Maybe we'll get him on the on the uh, on the the uh, the, the press tour. The press tour. But 
a lot of NBA players are in this movie, and it's centered around your boy, Hernan Gomez or Juancho. Yep. He's the main Correct. character in it. And then there's a lot of NBA players in this. I think, you know, Anthony Edwards is in it. I think I saw Tyrese Maxey in it. A lot of the Philly guys. Um, and it looks amazing, right? And it, it, it struck a chord with me because the trailer is, is Adam Sandler talking to Juancho, um, you know, asking, asking him how much he really wants this and how much he loves basketball. Basketball means everything. And it struck a chord with me because I feel the same way. But right after that, I watched it twice. And then I'm, the question I asked was, do you think that this will be – because, look, uh, uh, what, what was the last movie with KG Uncut that Gems. I hated? I hated that movie. Uncut Gems was just not a good movie to me. I, I was expecting big things out of it. I wasn't a big fan. This, on the other hand, looks like it could possibly be this generation's blue chips, right? Because blue chips to me, we had real NBA players. You know, yep. we had Penny, we had Shaq, uh, we had even in, in the runs in the, in the the fake UCLA runs. Like those are pro and college athletes playing in these runs. Mm-hmm. From what I saw in the trailer, look, it looks legit. So I'm really excited about this, and um, I don't necessarily know the whole context of what. Adam Sandler is, I don't know if he's an agent or he's a friend or a coach or what he is, but mm-hmm. it looks like it's going to be something special, man. Did you get to get a chance to see it? I did. Yes. And it does look good. Um, but so did uncut gems. Uncut yeah. gems look really good. And, and it, it fell, fell short a little bit for me as well. But I think the biggest complaint that all of us have when there's a basketball movie or any sports movie really is like how bad the sports play is in the movie, right? And how, how like, and it's difficult, right? Like you're supposed to script something that happens and it's very difficult to make something like that happen in the natural course of the game. So it's always going to look pretty shitty, I think. Like even going back through even the blue chips, like they they would repeat the same alley-oop dunk. You would see it a couple different times or like the three-pointer would go in and you'd see that from a different angle, but it's the same three-pointer. Uh, I hope that in this movie, because they have real NBA players that it actually looks like an NBA game uh, or whatever. It doesn't sound like the kids in the NBA yet. Like it sounds like the story is like him trying to crack into the NBA. So whatever, like pick up games or whatever it is, I just hope that that looks good. And while I know it's very difficult, uh, it's very easy to tell when it's, (laughs) when it's not good. Right. Or when the court is not, when the rim is not at 10 feet or when the court is not full. Like I, I I always think of like uh, basketball diaries and uh, the Fresh Prince, uh, you know, Bel Air. The courts that they're playing on are- 20 we could, feet. It's, it's, an NBA, it's an NBA three. You could shoot from out of bounds to the opposite side of the rim and it's an NBA three. And the rims are at nine feet, right? You can tell. Right. So I just hope it's not that. I hope there's actually some really good levels of play. Again, it's difficult, but that's my hope. Yeah, I think it looks good. I'm, if you haven't seen it yet, it's on our page. It's in our stories. Um, final thoughts, Drew? My final thoughts- um, coming off a great bachelor weekend, we had a fun Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday was potentially the best sports day that has happened in, within the last couple of years. You have Super Bowl, you got the Winter Olympics, we had NBA, we had uh, early NBA game, early two two early NBA games. We had uh, my, my Liverpool team played early in the morning. It was just like every sport seemed to be playing, popping off on that Sunday. And then afterwards, shout out to our guy, Mikey, uh, over at official NBA buzz. We find out that the Super Bowl MVP, my guy, Cooper cup, who won my fantasy football league for me. I fucking love this kid. 
was actually a pretty good basketball player in high school. Not only did we find that out, but he played against Zach Levine in high school and locked his ass up and beat Zach Levine and had 19 points in that game. Zach Levine ended with 20, but he only had four points in the first half and the 20 points they say based on the, the, the way that the game played out. Cooper Cup's team was up by so much that Zach Levine got garbage time kind of buckets and got up to 20. But the, my final thought is Cooper Cup potentially is the greatest athlete on, on planet Earth. I fucking love Cooper Cup. And uh, shout out to him and Zach Levine. Um, and uh, obviously, Zach's gotten a lot better because I don't think Cooper could hold him now. I think that's a great call. How do you not like Cooper Cup? I mean, honestly, his whole story, too. How do you not love his wife? His wife supporting him to to go after his dream. And now you're Super Bowl champion and you're catching, catching uh, you know, touchdowns in the Super Bowl. It's pretty. And 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 by the way, I, I've been on NFL all day, the, the NFL top shot, and I've just been killing on it. I got a, I got two Cooper Cups and a, a Stafford in, the, in throwing it to Cooper Cup for a touchdown in the Super Bowl moment. So I'm loving Cooper Cup. Great call, Drew. Great Thank call. You. Yeah, it, it it also eased the pain of the Lakers season a little bit. I got my Rams got a Super Bowl. Uh, you it, won it, fantasy it, again. Yeah, it was. A, it's a it's a great distraction from from the misery of this Lakers season. All right, my final thought, and I'm glad we didn't get to talk about this earlier. Um, for anybody that obviously follows us, for whoever listens to this show, probably follows our Instagram page. But a really cool moment happened last night in the Clipper game that I wasn't aware of. And it was Patrick Beverly surprising the squad before the game, sitting courtside in an Evisa Zubak jersey, which he took from Zubak, rocking a Clipper jersey, <laughs> sitting courtside. I want to I want to say something, man, because it – it meant a lot to me, and I know it meant a lot to Clipper Nation, and I know it meant a lot to Pat Beverly because, again, anytime he's tagged in posts, he sees it. I saw that he saw my post and Clips and Drew posts yesterday. Look, Pat Beverly, for all the shit that people talk about him, and I've said this a lot, like you may not like Pat Beverly if he's not on your team, but when he's on your team, this is some guy that you want to go in the trenches with. This guy is all in. He's all in all the time, and to see him – just signed a brand new deal, a one-year deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves, $13 million to see him get traded away six months ago to go to Minnesota, to see him front row rocking an Evisa Zubak jersey, supporting our squad, not just there bullshitting. He's up clapping, high-fiving like he's still on the team. You, can, you, you do not see that anywhere. And I was trying to think of like, like, would, would James Harden go sit at a Houston Rocket game and cheer on the team, Drew? Would that happen? No fucking way. <laughs> no way. Would Kyle Kuzma come sit courtside at a Laker game and cheer on the team? I, he might do that. I don't know if he would. I don't know if he'd rock a Laker jersey, but he loves, he loves the showtime, so he might sit courtside. The rocking of the jersey is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And Ivisa had said um, that no matter what, I talked to Pat Beverly after every single game. Patrick was the guy that you know, supported me, encouraged me. He's still encouraging me. If that's not a leader to you guys, and if you don't want that guy on your squad and to have enough balls to be on another team and sit courtside in that Jersey and cheer on another team that's in your conference. I don't know, man, it meant a lot to me. And it just showed me how much I miss Patrick Beverly and how much love he has for us. This is, this is Patrick Beverly after Chris Paul. Patrick Beverly was the part of the culture. Everybody talks about we want culture. We want culture. He was part of that, and he started that for us. And, and the fact that he still fucks with us, he knew the business, right? He knew that he might have been up to getting traded. 
but there's no there's he was led in the locker room early you know the the, the team didn't know he was going to be there immediately grabbed a zubak jersey and just was like he was part of the team now the only guy in the nba do you want to know who i think's the only guy in the take a guess who would you think would be the only guy in the NBA that I think could go back to a former team, sit courtside, and cheer on the squad and get accepted by the fans like it was like it was no big deal? LeBron. No. No, LeBron's not going to go to Cleveland and sit courtside and cheer on the, the Cleveland Cavs. He's not going to go to Miami. He, he, well, LeBron yeah, can, you said who would be a player that would go back and get cheered. LeBron would get cheered. I don't think so. You don't think they boo him either in in in, in Cleveland? I'll name the one no. player. I'll, I'll name the one player that could do that today. And he'll be perfectly fine. And that's Kyle Lowry. I think Kyle Lowry's oh, the yeah. on, only dude that could go to a Toronto Raptor game, being on the Miami Heat, rock a Siakam jersey or whatever jersey you want to rock, and have the whole stadium just be so happy that you're there. And it's also turned into this whole new thing that Minnesota is doing this thing called I Love Pat Bev. It's like I Heart Pat Bev. And they're like tickets are cheaper if you show like your Pat Bev of appreciation. It's not always the superstar that starts the culture and, you know, and sets examples for everybody. It's those little guys that are, you know, and not necessarily little guys, but it's the guys, the locker room guys, man, the guys that get people to buy in. And Patrick Beverly is one of them. And I, I was sad when we lost him, but I thought also that was a great move on his behalf to even come to the game and to, and again, to rock the jersey of another team and cheer your former team on. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I think I, I think Pat is unique in that way. Uh, like you said, there's not a lot of players that that would do that, that would even think to do that. Um, and it was a it was an un, put a big smile on my face. I, I don't know if anyone could see that. It's just like, man, that's fucking cool. That's so cool that he would do that. And it, and it bums me out that he's not a Clipper. Um, and you can see the impact that he's having in Minnesota. They're in the seventh seed. They have a winning record. Uh, his his uh, I think his general approach to the NBA is like, I'm playing as hard as possible and we're not losing games. You know, we, we might lose games, but it's not going to be because of lack of effort. Um, and the fact that Minnesota is responsive to that and he seems like he's actually a leader in the same, in a similar way that I thought Jimmy Butler was going to be a leader, uh, but ended up being like really fractured relationships with Cat and apparently Wiggins. Pat Bev seems to have had everyone kind of circled around him and he's, and he's driving the, you know, it seems like he's the leader that's driving the team in the right direction. And to me, what it really thinks about what I, what it makes me think about other than I wish he was a Clipper was Memphis could really use this guy right now, by the way, <laughs> Memphis had it. Memphis had Pat Bev. And imagine that, like if you have jaw and Pat Bev in the backcourt and I mean, you know, Pat doesn't start. I don't think he starts a lot for Minnesota. He wouldn't have to start in memphis but to me that one that one right there might have been a miss for this grizzlies team who was sitting still in the three seed and they don't have a defender like pat bev on their squad and it could have been a real big come up if they were able to hold on to him uh but they didn't they let go around they let go of pat bev and it is what it is uh but i love that guy and, and uh you know i i've made a pretty big 180 on pat bev i thought for a long time he was just a dirty ass player um, and especially with that Russell Westbrook, Westbrook injury when Russ was calling the timeout. And, and, and there was no remorse because as soon as it happened again, a year later, Russ was on the court. He did it again and almost injured his knee again. And so but I do appreciate having that level of intensity on your team. And I think every team that's good has to have one guy like that. Not everyone's going to be Pat Bev, but everyone needs to have a guy who's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do this. It is what it is. 
uh, and I'm not going to give up. And, and I think he brings that to any team. And I think Minnesota was very smart to extend him. And who knows, man? I mean, like for real, this team with him uh, as, a, as a leader and as a defensive stopper, they could, they could actually surprise some people and do something this offseason. I said when I said when he got traded to Memphis, they got the right guy in Memphis. If you remember that day, and it was the same day he got traded. Like nobody else fits in better than Memphis. Memphis would have accepted Pat Beverly like no other. But it seems like wherever he goes, they loved him in Houston. You know, yep. we loved him in LA. They're loving him in Minnesota. They'll love him wherever wherever else he goes. So I, it was just a really great gesture. I don't see that happening around the league ever. I don't think I've ever seen that with an active player on another team do that, except for like maybe Kobe, like when Kobe on his tour, when when players would come watch him play. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But that's, mm -hmm. a diff, that, that's a different story. So it meant a lot to me. I know it meant a lot to Clipper Nation. We appreciated it. One more thing I want to say. Uh, one of our our favorite people, one of our, our listeners that, that listens all the time, reposts us all the time, um, you know, tags us in posts, puts us in his stories. My boy Andres um, is getting married this month. He, he knew that he asked when your wedding was because he saw us going on our bachelor party. But I want to wish him, I think it's the 26th this month, he gets married. We take care of our crew, man. Anybody that messes with Clips and Drew, we fuck with you. So uh, we wish you the best on your wedding. Have a great wedding. Congratulations, bro. Yeah, have a great honeymoon. And um, Clips and Drew will be back next week. We're, we're just not, not a lot going on next week. We might cover the All-Star game on Monday or Tuesday, but games don't start back up till Thursday. But, you know, download prize picks. Make your picks for the All-Star weekend. Uh, if you listen to this show, screenshot. You know what else, Drew? Didn't we lose, didn't we lose like, reviews? How the hell did that we happen? Did. How did that? How did that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think Apple did a did some some new algorithm or something like that, and we ended up losing a, uh, about 50 reviews. So it would mean a lot to us if you can get out there and and give us a, give us a review. Uh, we hope we're bringing you five star level quality. So please go ahead and give us a review. Uh, we believe we're a five star, and uh, we appreciate in advance everyone helping us out. We've never been under five stars in five years. And when I saw 4.8, I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not playing this game anymore. <laughs> Look, we, we, we do this for you guys. Can you take, can you literally take like one minute and a half to just to go rate us, give us five stars and say something cool. If you like us or tell us to fuck off, we don't care. Just put a review in there. It's all good. As long as they're five stars, we're going to be back in a, in a few days. It's the follow through with clips and drew and we're ghost. Go Luke. You know what it is. You know what it is. You know where you're at. This is the 